Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. podcast i am mike and i'm rusty i didn't miss my bois that time you did not yeah. you did a great job uh money. we are uh, season two episode 15 yeah moving through over it, halfway now because there's what 22 episodes 23 episodes yeah yeah this this uh this season seems like it's going faster than the last one did for some reason you know why why because we got two episodes a week oh, now Mike. that's right so yeah, you guys can find us on mondays and fridays that's right. But we have something different this next Friday. Yeah, we're going to try something different. Yeah, uh, we haven't. Uh, uh, Artie, our uh, fact checker, uh, pointed out that uh, he never gets to really hear like what we think about the show. We just kind of run through it, yeah. you know. And so uh, we're gonna we're gonna do one and then uh, kind of give us our give our feelings and talk about maybe an alternate ending and some stuff like that uh, as an additional episode that we release on Friday and then. We'll see what the next week brings. Uh, we have experienced a lot of growth, and uh, the last two weeks have been you really have, like you have done a great job on Twitter over and different places. Like we've jumped like our no, it's like fifty yeah. percent what it was this yeah, time we did last great. month. Yeah, we're we're doing really great, and we're picking up a lot of new listeners. So welcome to everybody, and thank yeah, you. Appreciate for everybody. All of, uh, yeah, I if you say, found us from Twitter, go tell me. You yeah. know, I'll respond. I respond to everything oh, on absolutely. all social media. I want to respond to everybody. I want to thank all those that hung with us. Uh, yeah. Not only welcome our new listeners, but thanks to everybody that hung with us and maybe told your friends and family. And uh, that's what a good MLM is built on. And I want to give a pre-thank you because we're going to run through some stuff. And I got some some trivia tidbits from yeah. Artie. I just want to go ahead and give him a shout out and thank him. In this for episode? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's got me some pretty good ones. And that's actually, excellent. one that I really think you'll Artie? enjoy. I think you'll enjoy. It's an old TV. Uh, oh, cool. tro- it's a TV trope, yeah. if you will. So... Uh, we'll hit that uh, when, when we get a little closer to that end. Yeah, well, there's a plot line in here that is uh, similar to a popular TV show from, oh, cool. uh, you know, I guess Excellent. 70s, 80s. All right, well, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Okay, so we open this one. Uh, I love the way this this show opens. I uh, like it. Opens. And, and there's another tri- there's a trivia tidbit right off the jump. 
So, uh, well, you want me to say what's happening first and then you can tell me the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Actually, I'll wait a minute till I get to the trivia. So, so we open up on the uh, CD jukebox, uh, starting and it's in, we find out it's in Khan's house Yep. and Khan is singing, uh, the song Mickey by Tony Basil. Yeah. Basil. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. It just reminds me of cheerleading movies. I I love the way that he doesn't know the words. That's my favorite part of it. He he sings it all out of order and stuff. Uh, And then one of my favorite memes uh, of all time for for King of the Hill is they they go outside and they pan over to Hank. He's he's watering his grass and he takes that that water and puts it to his head like a gun and just shoots himself. Oh, with the water hose. Yeah, that whole scene. I like that scene. That's a great one. And then we get our credits. Uh, yep. No bell, no yell. Do, 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 uh, refreshments. <laughs> yeah, uh, we get that. And then uh, now we're in the uh, the hill kitchen. In the kitchen. Uh, and, and you'll never see that door again from that one episode. <laughs> Hank, w- the first thing we see is Hank uh, looking in the dishwasher and he has washed all his tools in the dishwasher, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gets his ranch a out. A great way to ruin some good dinner <laughs> place, get oil and he grease gets, all over him. He gets, his, he gets his wrench out, and you see in the back while uh, Peggy and uh, uh, men are talking, uh, he's back there with a caliper, you know, readjusting his wrench, making yeah, sure yeah, it's yeah, just making right. Yeah, sure everything's just <laughs> right, yeah. So we hear from Peggy, and she's telling men that she didn't have to bring cookies. Uh, hearing about Connie's academic achievements is all the treat that they need. And Very men, condescending. Yeah. yeah. Men's well, like, What's oh. funny, because they go, and like it seems like any time that they're in the – any of the girls meet up, it's all just a pissing match. It really is. Yeah. yeah. But uh, less Nan- so with like Nancy and Peggy. Nancy has her own yeah. stuff to worry about. But generally when it's men and Peggy. Oh, <laughs> men and Peggy, absolutely. But men is talking about uh, uh, how she's going to take this luxury trip to Mexico. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Peggy, Peggy, of course, pronounces oh, Mexico, yeah. Mexico, Mexico, which yeah. I love that. And then she said, uh, oh, Hank and I used to go every time they devalued, <laughs> devalued the, peso, the peso. And then Hank right. said, well, that got old, that pretty, got quick. old pretty quick. Yeah. She says, uh, con- or, uh, men says, we stay in beautiful Me Todd duplex condo with Khan's brother. You know what Me Todd means? Did you, did you look it up? Uh, I, I looked it up just so I'd know what it means because uh, I wanted to make sure that, uh, Peggy was it's, using it correctly it's or half, incorrectly. Correct. It's half or, yeah. or middle or medium yeah. or mid size. Yeah. So the whole time they're <laughs> saying metad, metad, metad. Yeah. They're not thinking that's half duplex. Yeah. So well, Khan is setting up this deal to go with whoever they're going with or whatever whatever they discuss. It's Khan's brother and family. Yeah, his brother yeah. and family or whatever. And uh what's funny about it is Which metad you never see, by means the way. half. Yeah. So they're ordering yeah. half of what yeah. they think. Yeah, they're they getting. have no idea. But yeah, she's they, showing they no her the brochure yet. of this condo, and Peggy's it looks like, nice. mm, so lovely. And then uh, she asks her what Todd means in English. First class, deluxe. She says, mm. Todd. Hmm, that's that's one, one of those words that doesn't translate <laughs> doesn't easily. translate easily. Yeah, the notary, you don't. Yeah, that's not how that works. <laughs> she says, extra special luxury. And uh, she says, it conveys it the, the idea, idea of simple, simple but relatively, relatively clean, clean living. living. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
So now we're back at uh, Khan's house, and uh, Khan is pretty pissed off. He uh, he says, ah, stupid brother, now he's back out on trip, and we stuck with full charge for condo rent. That's why we never see him. Yeah. Uh, he says he can't afford that because he just bought that big CD jukebox. Okay, now this is where the trivia comes in. Which comes in, in later yeah, also. Yeah, yeah, this is where uh, I was going to inject the trivia. Yes, yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So yeah. anytime we see their house, yeah. inside of their house from here on out, mm-hmm. It always shows that you will always see always the jukebox see the in their CD house jukebox, yeah. for the rest of the series. Do you remember the CD jukeboxes like that? Uh, no, I don't actually. My one, one of my dad's brothers, my uncle, he had a jukebox, uh-huh. a big, like a, real one. a big like forty fives. Uh, yeah, it yeah. was probably his was not like one of the you know the yeah the rounded ones his was like an old square one that you stood over and it had right. like the push buttons it was older yeah it's got like it, it the, wasn't flashy with neon lights it's got or like the flat top it was like almost. one of the old bar yeah. ones yeah mm-hmm. the old flat top ones yeah. like you would like you would see in a diner or a whatever yeah, yeah. like a diner maybe even like a a, a bar a, i've seen them in more often i've seen them at bars um uh i was working with my dad when i was 18 and we were going out mm-hmm. to east texas to like yeah Jasper, Winnie, Beaumont area sure. out there. And uh, we went to a bar and it had a really old, and this was like in the 2000s and it had like a jukebox from the 70s. Did it have a cigarette machine also? Yeah, it's not a cigarette machine. Yeah. But they were like, uh, those cigarette machines, man. See attendant. So you had to go like to the counter oh, and give them the, the money because the cigarette machine yeah. didn't actually work. So yeah. they would go over to it with the kids well, with the key and open it. I think they make actually made them illegal at some point. Yeah, I think so, they were. Yeah, because you couldn't dispense the cigarettes yeah, anymore. Because kids could go inside yeah. of there and dispense their yeah. cigarettes. Yeah, it used to be, man. Those things were in every bar. Uh, like yeah. you, you, well, that's you what the problem was. Back teenagers, eighties, boy, those things were everywhere. I mean, even in even when I was a teenager, they were still in bars. And it, it had a, it and you could a, go in the bar with like your dad or something like that. Oh, sure. You know, and somebody turn their back, and you just throw a five in there and get you a pack of cigarettes. It as a had a, it wasn't even five back then. Like you'd put quarters in it. Yeah, uh, but uh, it had a a very, um, uh, you knew what was happening when you heard that thump. You know, yeah, you could hear it, yeah. yeah and it had the pool, like the pool deal oh, or whatever, yeah, and it yeah. would drop the cigarette pack. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a time gone by. That, yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> everybody had cancer. It was great. Yeah. Uh, so we, I can't uh, breathe. <laughs> I don't know why. Let me light another cigarette. Maybe that'll help. They uh, uh, they do see Hank walking Ladybird, uh, and uh, Con gets an idea and says, maybe Cracker Neighbor can be some use to us out after all. Goes okay, so cracker, maybe cracker neighbor. So yeah. that is a Caucasian slur there. Yes, uh, but I got a funny story about that too. So here recently on Twitch, <laughs> uh, Twitch was banning people who were using cracker again, like really in in, in a yeah, uh, in a derogatory in a derogatory way, way sure. saying, "Oh, you're a cracker," and people were getting banned for saying the word cracker, and. Uh, it, it was, I don't know, it was this whole thing on Twitch for like a good few months where there was some top talent on Twitch that yeah. was getting banned yeah. for just calling for people crackers. crackers. Yeah. Well, I have a shirt that says cracker on it uh, real big, and it's got a, a trailer on it. Oh, yeah. And and I've worn that before, and good. people are like, ha-ha, that's funny. You know, it, they don't understand. It's the band. It's the band cracker. Oh, the I got band. it at a show. Yeah, I didn't. I, I'm not you know, wearing it to make a political statement. If it had a, uh, like, a really, like, 4K HD quality uh, saltine on a yeah. shirt. Yeah. Oh, they have they cracker. have a few of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just I just thought the one with the trailer on it was cool, yeah, and then all funny. of a sudden when I wear it, people go, "Ha ha, you're funny because you're white." Uh, and so uh, <laughs> I wore it to a to a show one time, and it was uh, 
my wife loves the country music, and so we went to see a country act, and yeah. uh, that's Yeehaw. where I, that's where I got called out for it the most. They all thought I was really making a statement there. Yeah, I was not. I was just wearing a T-shirt. You uh, should have just went in there with a red hat on and that shirt. <laughs> this was before that. Oh, this, this was before, before the red, the red hat. hats. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have done done me in. Um, so we, uh, we transition over to the Hill house. This is later. Uh, apparently Khan yep. has talked Hank into going to Mexico and, uh, he, they're having a taco dinner, uh, which is lovely because Peggy has, has prepared the taco shells and the meat. Oh yeah. yeah it's ready to go. It's a good, uh, you, it's a good old gringo taco meal. It is a gringo taco the hard meal. shell tacos. Cracker tacos. Uh, yeah, cracker but, tacos. <laughs> but you see, you see. Okay, so there's there's a thing, uh, and we haven't even gotten through the first page here yet. No, but there haven't. there is a thing. It's um, all good. When you buy those pre made taco shells, yeah. um, you're supposed to heat them up in the oven first. Oh, you are. You are. It makes oh, them crispier, and that's okay. why she brings it out on a on a sheet pan. Right, because she's warmed them up. You know what the widest thing in the world is? What? It's not putting them in the oven. That's even so, worse. So I was going to say, my wife never puts them in the oven. <laughs> never puts them in the oven. I've like, never put them in the oven. I'm like, so. uh, I got to put it in the oven. So I always put them in the oven. No, the widest thing in the world is I, I bought Mayonnaise some, on your tortillas. No, no. Store-bought tortillas. <laughs> but I do have store-bought tortillas, but uh, yeah, non-carb store-bought oh, okay. tortillas. That is the widest yeah, yeah, tortilla. Yeah. Uh, I bought these these red things. Um, they are probably about six inches long or so and have, have cutouts in the middle of them. And they are specifically to hold your tacos straight up and down until you eat it. Oh, okay. It's, it's function. Well, I like it. Right. I like, I like function. Cause it works with the soft taco you too. It just makes me think I bought a thing on Kickstarter also not long ago. Well, no, it was a while back and I never got it. Oh, uh, you need to call them. What it was was a it, it was the same kind of thing, but it was for your hamburger. It expands, and you could hold your hamburger so the juices don't drip. Oh wow! It was it was actually kind of cool. It was made out of rubber or something. That sounds pretty know. cool. Made yeah. out of lead. I eat a lot of hamburgers, so yeah. It was, but it but it expands to hamburgers. hold the size of your hamburger. Like it, it's like a like a drain pipe or something. I'm a bad King <laughs> of the Hill fan though, because I prefer my burgers with smoke flavor. Yeah, I do too. I'm sorry, sorry, Hank. I think Hank does too. Sorry, Deep Mike. down inside. Sorry, Mr. Judge. Uh, so we, uh, they, they're having the big taco dinner and, uh, Hank is explaining, well, sure. There's some pros and cons you know, it's a good deal. I yeah, guess yeah, there's yeah. nothing, uh, tying us to the house. Now we've got an automatic sprinkler. Yeah, he couldn't go on vacation cause he couldn't water his lawn, but there's also cons and the biggest one being con, yeah. uh, yeah, Peggy brings up that she saw the brochure. The condo is two stories and very metod, very metod. <laughs> uh, you would barely very. have to see him and, Hank's taco just crumbles in his hand, which was always a problem. So when you do heat them up in the oven, they do get more brittle. Um, okay. So his his taco. So I identified with this scene very just much. So that the taco just goes to dust. Him. Yeah. Kind of like the because she cooked them too long. Bottom of a bowl of chips. Yeah. Yeah. It's all it's all chip dust. It's all dust. Uh, and he says, "Well, if we stayed home, I wouldn't have to see him at all. I can't think of a better vacation than that." And some uh, of dust in the wind. <laughs> Peggy says, uh, but it's also an opportunity to learn about another country. The last time that uh, Bobby went to Mexico, he was still on the breast. And, of course, Bobby's taco crumbles at that comment. Yeah. (laughs) It just explodes. Uh, Lou Ann is sitting there also, and she says she loves Mexico because they fast-track new makeup straight to the consumer. Uh, Because here in the U.S., the FDA, they test and test for years. They don't care how you look. No, it reminds me of, like, how much lead used to be in, like, makeup Back in the day. 
Yeah. Oh, there used and, to be all kinds of stuff in makeup. But but yeah. it was all the rich people used to, like all those things were like you do know. You, do you remember regular the, everyday people didn't have that stuff? Do you remember the big thing? What what kills me is like if you go out and price like face cream. Yeah. It's like five hundred dollars a jar or something. I mean, it's it's ridiculous what they do. They they just oh, they they market way up and women pay it and and I feel terrible for them because they think they have to have it. But it's part of the system that keeps telling them you got to have this thing. Yeah, that's the media and everything. Yeah. Gross. Um, uh, Peggy pipes up and says, "Come on, Hank, I, I can replace. Uh, I can finally replace that paper mache pear I got uh, when I was an exchange student in Oaxaca." She says, yeah, she said Oaxaca." Really, she said it really hard. Oaxaca. Now, have you? Um, you know what she's talking about with like the paper mache fruit. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know what that yeah. is, no. I so, can't say that I know. So, uh, or why she would be so, like, 70s and 80s. Hunting it. 70s and 80s. Um, they would, uh, it was a big thing. Uh, and the frogs, you'll see later, were also a part of the thing. Yeah. But uh, the it was just paper mache fruit. Uh, so, it was made in Mexico. It was real cheap. A lot of women would go over there and get it, or a lot of people, sorry, would go over and get it. And then display it at their house like it's some big delicacy or something, you know. Okay. It's one of those things where you have... Oh, uh, it's one of those like fake fruit bowl yeah, things. Yeah, it's a fake fruit bowl, but it's paper mache and it's made in Mexico. And they're always kind of a little yellowish because of the coating they put on it and stuff. Anyway. That's peculiar. She's yeah, got yeah, to replace you. her paper mache pear that she got as an exchange student in Oaxaca. Uh, Bobby pipes up and says, come on, Dad, it's a real life home of TV's Monsignor Martinez. Now, this is the second time for Monsignor Martinez. Martinez, yes. right? Okay. Um, and believe so, yeah, yeah. Hank yeah. agrees. Artie, you can check us on that. Uh, Hank agrees and says, well, okay, if you all want to go, but I guess it's I guess it's Buenos Dias, Mexico. And and he says it correctly. You yeah, know? he says it correctly, Buenos Dias, and then she tries to say, oh, Peggy. Hank, I'm sorry, but you just said, good gods, Mexico. <laughs> She's and just Dias laughing. is day. Dios <laughs> is God. She says God is masculine. <laughs> She's like, uh, oh, Hank, I'm sorry, but you just said, good gods, Mexico. <laughs> she does everything wrong when it comes to Spanish. Yeah, Dio, Dios terrible. is God. I think it's because Dias Day would be, is feminine and Dios is masculine. Yeah. God is. God, I think God is masculine in, in Spanish. I'm pretty sure God is masculine in all languages. Hot take. Um, yeah. Okay, so now we're outside and they're packing the car, ready to Scorching. go. And, of course, the other guys are out there watching them pack the car. Uh, and Dale says, uh, I wish I could go on a luxury Mexican vacation. It must be pretty expensive to stay in one of those me Todd condos. And I love how everybody keeps saying me Todd and don't know what they're, <laughs> That's right. don't they understand no how detrimental it is to the whole situation. He says, must cost at least 500 bucks. Maybe you got it for three fifty. How much you paying? I, I don't know why he cares how much this thing costs, but whatever. And then you get a boom, Howard. Uh, I tell you what about Mexico, man. You go down there and load up on dang old chicles, man. You go wheeling, dealing, watching dang old guys talking about Caminos Dos Mujeres. Yeah, I like how he stops. He goes, Caminos Dos Mujeres. He just stops Caminos and says it really dos good. Caminos Dos Mujeres. Yeah. Um, so I remember going to Mexico when I was a kid. I've never been. I, um, it was a very long time ago. Uh, and I do remember like the kids running up beside the cars and stuff. And they're like, Chicle, Chicle, Mr. Chicle. So that's what he's gum. referring to. Yeah. They would sell gum individually, you know, by the, by the piece. Yeah. I've never just been trying to, to Mexico. I've been close. Yeah. I've been to Brownsville area and stuff like that. I've yeah. been to where I've been to, 
places where they're like stopping you at like border checkpoints. Yeah. And then you have to like give them your ID and they yeah, sure. look at your ID and then let you yeah. go kind of well, thing. Especially now. Yeah, that's pretty, it's, it's that's really worse. close. That was in 2009, 2008 mm. when they were doing that. So I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, Bill is also there, and he says, I think it's nice that you're going away, Hank. You you need a good vacation with your new best friend, Con, who you love, love so much. much. Yeah, he's jaded about <laughs> this deal. Yeah. He is. He and said, yes, Bill, I love Con. Maybe if this trips work out, I'll marry him and live in Mexico forever. Is that what you want to hear? Bill's like, no. Yeah, he got all wimpy and sad on him. He did. All right, so they get on the road. They get on the road. Con and family are in the uh, the minivan, the little blue minivan. Uh, and he's starting to get pissed off because he's doing that thing where he tries to pass her, but every time he tries to pass her, she speeds up, so he's got to slow back down and get behind her. Is it weird that Peggy's driving? No, because it's her car. She anytime it's in her car, she does a lot of. This, this isn't the only time when it's really? in her car. Sometimes she she'll be driving. That sounds weird. Sometimes like Hank is driving in her car, and he's always driving. From what I understand, yeah. in her truck. Yeah. But sometimes when they're both in her car, she does some of the driving. I just think it's weird that they're doing sure. a nine-hour trip, and Hank wouldn't want to drive. You know, it just seems like he's the kind of guy that would want to drive, drive the whole the nine-hour trip. Yeah. yeah, he does yeah. seem like that guy. I don't know, I but that, that is guy. actually against Texas law to do that. When somebody's trying to pass pass you, oh, and I then you, you speed drive up. your wife's car. <laughs> well, no, it's not against the law. No, this isn't an Andrew Tate situation. <laughs> but uh, uh, so, uh, whenever you're trying to pass somebody like that on the yeah. on the highway, yeah. and then you speed up and you keep yeah. speeding up and you keep preventing yeah. them from passing you, that's against the law. Oh, I can see why it would be. Yeah. But uh, Khan is in the in the minivan behind uh, the hills, and he says, uh, every time I try to pass, hillbilly woman, speed up. Uh, and men's it's like, don't be silly. Foot. Peggy Hill not even thinking about you. Uh, and then it goes to <laughs> him trying to get around them, and Peggy's driving and Which stuff. Which I, I, I want to point out here that this <laughs> is a, uh, a great example of terrible parenting. Yeah, is teaching your children. Oh, absolutely. To do something extremely well, dangerous. Remember that Lou Ann's still cause working. A damn wreck. She's still working on her license. You know, she said that not long ago. Yeah. Uh, Bobby is back there learning from everything his parents do, uh, and Peggy just speeds up and goes, "Thanks again, hot shot." And so she. <laughs> anyway, they think it's very funny. Yeah, they do. Uh, they get to the Mexico border. Uh, and then Khan, he gets in the uh, breakdown lane or the or the non-passing lane and pulls right around him, which I can't imagine that a cop at the Mexico border wouldn't pick him out and go, listen, dude, you, you can't do that. Pull over. We got to check your car. You know, that would be like the sore thumb. To oh, me, that's I what I would think. think is they would pull over the dude that's being her, being erratic, yeah, not yeah. the guy just sitting there in his car. No, you would think so. But uh, Khan pulls around. He thinks it's so funny. Uh, and then uh, you And you know, the, in Texas, it doesn't matter. You know, if you're brown, you're Mexican. Yeah. So I feel yeah, like a true. Border Patrol guy wouldn't, wouldn't be able to discern, oh, this is, what's this guy doing? It's is he smuggling, smuggling something? Yeah. I feel like people down there, especially on, on the border down there, I know there's a lot of... Uh, so you start seeing racism. You start seeing the uh, the border guards and stuff around because we're at the uh, Mexico border, and Hank uh, speaks up and says, "Hey, did you see that? Uh, you're making a mockery of the breakdown lane." Uh, yeah, that'd then, be something my dad would say. He gets pissed when people are like that, yeah. and then they use the shoulder to go all yeah. the way around because oh, yeah. the turn, like yeah. it's like a turn only block. It takes forever for oh, them I'll, to I'll hit their right over, turn. I'll pull over on the shoulder and keep you from going. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I do that. I've seen eighteen wheelers <laughs> do that. I've seen guys do that with, in big trucks because they don't like people pass them on that side. So we're at the border and we see the big razor wire fence and everything that that uh, separates the two countries. And uh, yep. Bobby asked why there's such a big fence, Dad, and he said, "Well, millions of people come to America in search of a better life, and we've decided we don't need that many." <laughs> And so Bobby says, uh, did the Susanusa phones come and to he that he said, fence? no, Bobby Khan applied the legal way. Sometimes the system fails us, <laughs> which it does. I actually have been through immigration. I've actually been through the entire have immigration you? process. And uh, I was uh, denied my citizenship. And uh, my brother was given his citizenship at the yeah. same same exact time. They denied me and yeah. gave approved him. Oh, wow. Because I was over the age of 18 when we started the process. Mm-hmm. And there was some like weird you know, law or some weird interpretation of the law. Yeah. And the way it works is the immigration officer that's over your hearing. Mm-hmm. And it's just you and them and your lawyer in the room negotiating or whatever it is. And, uh, they get to interpret how the law is and then you can appeal it and go through a whole appeal it process. Yeah. But, uh, we never did. I never did the appeal it process and I just carried the green card or whatever. But yeah, man, I went through it. The so your brother was, was con and you were Hank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. <laughs> So we see the uh, the border guards uh, walking up with a clipboard. He walks right past Khan's minivan. Again, I, I would think that he would be the one you'd check out. Khan sticks his head out. He's laughing. He's chuckling. Uh, and he says, uh, hey, check out this dangerous character. Ooh, watch out. You think he's running guns? So Which, pull your vehicle over to the inspection area, please. Again, yeah. it's one of That's those things where it's like yelling fire in a movie theater or bomb at an airport or something. You know, you would That's think usually the person this gets in is trouble. the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, tell him you were joking, Con. Yeah. Hank is, Hank is like trying to get in front of this thing. And, uh, Con says, ah, let him look. You got nothing to hide. See it to condo pulls off and just goes right through the Mexican border, which again, nobody even checked him. Nobody checked him. Nobody yeah, checked him. Nobody even checked him at all. Just so let him ride right through the hills pull over to be checked. And we see a bunch of officers come around. Uh, then we transition over to the two floor condo, the Mitad condo. Uh, and, uh, we get Paul Rodriguez who is voicing, uh, Jacinto, uh, the guy who owns the condo that is Paul Rodriguez, the comedian. Oh, Paul Rodriguez, the comedian. Yeah. Uh-huh. I knew his, I, I knew I his son a little voice. bit better than him. I just yeah, knew the him. voice, so I had to look it up. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I know his son better than him. His son is Paul Rodriguez Jr. Yeah. And he's a professional skateboarder. Oh, okay. And I used to watch a lot of his skateboarding stuff. Yeah. I don't really know Paul Reed, Paul Rodriguez, the comedian. He as was a stand-up comedian. Yeah, as I know, I, yeah. I know, I know of him, but I only know him because I was like, oh well, he's a junior, mm-hmm. and then you hear, oh well, his dad's a famous this, a dad's was, a famous this. So he was I bigger eighties and, and 90s. looked and saw what his dad was. Yeah, yeah I wasn't watching much uh, stand-up comedy at at that age. Yeah, uh, but he is giving him a tour through the Me Todd condo, and he says, "Don't steal the towels. You take our charge. This is a mini bar. You use, you pay." Uh, the mini bar is amazing to me because it's just one of those tiny little mini fridges and a coffee maker. That's really all it is, but it's a mini bar. Uh, and then he says, and now for a tour of the condo, you get a wide shot of the condo and he and goes, just, condo, that's it. Yeah. That's, it. <laughs> that's the entire that's tour. It? Yeah. Yeah. Now Khan is realizing what's happening. Uh, he says, wait a minute, where the rest of it? I pay for me Todd condo, two floors, this condo, plenty me Todd, but only one floor. What are you trying to pull? Oh, bait and switch. And that's where Paul Rodriguez or Jacinto tells us that me Todd means half, just downstairs, not upstairs. Comprende? Khan is furious. He says, just upstairs, I can't spend a whole weekend squished side by side with redneck neighbor. He said, no, 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 don't worry about redneck neighbor. Nobody's rented the upstairs. It's completely vacant. So this gives him an idea. 
He says, uh, but where the bathroom? Uh, and Jacinto says, oh, there's only one bathroom. He says, but oh, hey, the no. tub is big enough for two yeah, people. <laughs> big enough for two people like him and Hank are going to And then smuggle. you just hear Con scream as the hills pull up. Yep. And that is our commercial break. So we're going to take one right there, and we will be right back. All right, we are back, and now wow. everybody is uh, in Mexico at the Mitad condo, which we have now found yep. out means half. Mitad means half. Yep. This is where the whole uh, kid and caboodle blows up in their face. Khan is uh, there trying his hardest to get into the top floor because he doesn't want to share the uh, condo yeah. or the <laughs> bathroom. Yeah, he's just wiggling some random key in the, yeah. in the lock, hoping to rake the rake the pins. He says, I come to see Mexico, not Hank Hills, squeezing in this year's butt into last year's swimsuit. He finally gets <laughs> the door open, and uh, then the hills are getting out, and you hear yep. Hank say, oh, no, you're not getting upstairs, not after what you did to me back at the border. Khan's like, oh, okay, you take high-class penthouse with you. We yeah, take downstairs, downstairs hovel. And he throws him the key. He tells says, him that the lock's a little sticky and you got to <laughs> rake it like there's no tomorrow. And Hank's and like, he's this like, is a car yeah. key. Yeah, you win new car. Big game show. Just rake it, stupid, and it leaves. <laughs> and Hank, Hank, of course, well, it probably just needs a little WD-40. And it's funny that he packs WD-40 because he then he this does. is right here where he screams at Peggy, which bag has our bathroom stuff? <laughs> uh, then we go to the next day, uh, beautiful sun sunshine uh they're at the you see the beach right next to the condo uh you hear the mexican trumpet music that plays you in and out and all that it's it's very very nice yeah very, beautiful little scene right here yeah very neat odd uh and so uh now we've got everybody outside and they're getting ready to go tour mexico uh, I want to point out that Peggy is wearing the most touristy outfit that you possibly can, which possibly is the can wear uh, culottes, yeah, visor, culottes. and tourist book in hand. And then uh, she also has on the fanny pack, right? Yeah. I think she had a fanny oh, pack yeah, on, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. If she didn't, she probably did. Uh, so uh, she says, come on, kids. Andelay, uh, and she Andale. says we're we're off to the paper mache district. Yeah, the paper mache <laughs> district. district, the whole district full of paper mache. And then we see Connie uh, whispering over to Bobby. She says we got to sneak, sneak off, off on, on our own. own. And he says, Mom, can Connie and I go play volleyball? Yeah, he looks around. He's like, yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, hey, can we go do that? <laughs> Peggy's like, Well, yeah, make sure you just uh, apply plenty of sunscreen, honey. We are much closer to the sun here than in Texas, which uh, that's not true. And then uh, Peggy, uh, we go to the uh, you know switch scene where they're at the market, and she's looking around. Well, she... before that, before oh. that, we get Hank. Uh, he's trying to fix that doorknob. He's got a big can of WD forty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved a little far. He's trying. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got this he's is what this is the, one of the, the best scenes in like yeah. King of the Hill history here. Absolutely, with the 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 hip holster. So he's trying to get in. He can't get his can of WD forty on uh, open. So he pulls from his holster a smaller can, a smaller of, WD-40, can of WD forty. Sprays that one and then sprays gets the, the top lid. off. Yeah, which I don't it's know. Really that's how WD forty works. It is not, but it's a great joke. But it is a great joke, and uh, yeah. I need a damn hammer and a tap and die. Yeah, that's right. That's more of my favorite I need a damn too. hammer. That's one of those iconic oh, yeah, sound bites. Yeah. So we're at the market with the ladies now, and uh, Peggy is telling them that it, the market is just too tacky. Yeah. And this is where we get our shot of uh, the frogs. So these frogs. Yeah, the Mexican frogs. They were generally real frogs that had been taxidermied, taxidermied okay. and put in positions that were funny. So like... 
Oh, look, this one's a cook. Or oh, like, look. This Hello, my darling. This yeah, one's like playing WB, tennis. Like the yeah. WB frog. Yeah. yeah. Shout was, out to the WB. Well, the WD dead frog. Yeah. yeah. I did see a cartoon one time where the WD frog got hit over the head and put into one of the blocks to build a building. I don't remember what that was for, but I always thought it was funny. Uh, so we're at the, and she tells them that, uh, because of these frogs and stuff, she says they're not going to have this paper mache, ch- uh, pears here. And then we get, uh, Luann, uh, Luann looking sees at this, uh, La illegal Leche de Sol, the illegal beauty secret of the scars, stars, not scars. She, uh, she puts on her scarf and glasses, uh, kind of like, she's which is kind of weird that she would do that. Like she literally standing in front of the window, puts it on and slides yeah. in. Like yeah. she didn't want to be seen. <laughs> I had a trivia, uh, bit right here from our, uh, fact checker here. La he Leche said, de Sol. uh, yeah, it's the La Leche de Sol. It's about that. And, uh, he says here that La Leche de Sol, uh, eventually is the same cream that you see Luann give to Nancy in an episode called The Trouble with the Gribbles, which also gives a continuity problem because uh, she's seen flushing it down the toilet in this episode. Yeah. And uh, that's what it, what it ends up being like a continuity issue because in that episode she hands her the cream that well, she supposedly flushed. Maybe they made it make it legal in the U.S. at some point, you know, or maybe she got some from Maybe. That's from episode Nancy. 102. Some. Whatever episode that is, 102. Yeah, so it goes, it goes pretty far. Uh, so she ducks in there. Uh, now we're back with, uh, uh, Connie and Bobby and she said, look, Bobby firecrackers. It's a store called curios and firecrackers, which very original store. Very original. Uh, they go in and Bobby is just taken aback. He, uh, says, uh, bueno M eighties. Those are a quarter stick of dynamite, which is funny how everybody's Spanish is always yeah. better than Peggy's. Oh, Peggy's Spanish is the worst. Uh, but, uh, they, they pan across and you see M eighties. Well, you see M eighties and then M two hundred M two hundreds. And he doesn't say anything about that because Connie is like, uh, Oh my gosh, La Bamba. And he says, no, he goes, M80s, those are a quarter stick of dynamite. Right. Yeah, and then yeah, we yeah. see the M200. She says, La Bamba. She sees that. And then he's like, those can blow your whole arm off. So next scene, uh, Hank is at the bar. I guess oh, he's had enough of trying to. He missed to, it. Yeah. This is the uh, the La Monsieur. However, the, well, that's the, what I'm getting Martinis. to. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. He's at the bar because uh, I think he's gotten enough of the WD-40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he is watching Monsignor Martinez on the oh, TV yeah, there at the ahead. bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, my bad. And uh, uh, it is Los Días uh, de las Noches. So I think that's Our Days and Nights. Right, yeah, our I believe. days and nights, yeah. Yeah, and so we see a blonde uh, guy jump out of the airplane. Then we see the Monsignor jump out right after him. Yeah. Neither one of these dudes has a parachute Neither on. Neither of them. Uh, the Monsignor says, Vaya con Dios. And then we see them both falling, and they're fighting in midair as they're falling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's where Hank looks away. Uh, and uh, he, he, he gets a, uh, what I'm assuming is a Corona, with a lime in it and Hank just like, Ooh, and throws the lime out, you know, and yeah. just drinks his beer. And then a lime slaps the bar near him. Yeah. Cause yeah, Con is down the there yelling, uh, uh it down there this is him. a beer, not a fruit salad. And then, uh, Hank is like, well, come on, can't you find your own bar? He says, I have same coupon book as you. I just want beer. And this is a free country, isn't it? And then here come the mariachis. He's like, isn't yeah, it? Like, isn't it? <laughs> like he was asking. He wasn't telling him it was a free country. He was asking right. him. He's like, 
isn't this a free kitchen? Then you see the mariachi guys start to approach, and Hank's like, "Uh uh-oh, no, 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 I don't want this. No, 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 no. Look, if you want to make money, play for that guy. And he's pointing to Khan, and he says, he's rich. Mucho dinero. Mucho dinero. (laughs) And I was watching this with subtitles on, and it spells out dinner, and then it puts a hyphen in O. It says dinner O. That's great. Uh, and so, uh, they all, uh, uh, talk amongst themselves and then they go over to Khan because they figured they can get some money out of him. Uh, and he says, what? Oh no, no. You think I'm sucker. You, you sing, sing for me. me. I sing, I for, sing you. for you. And that's when he starts singing. That's what I like about you. Uh, that was a theme song to a TV show. Wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. It's the, it was a sitcom with Amanda Bynes. Uh, is it the, what's the band? Sings is what I like about you. Oh, I don't even know the band's name. It was the 80s. Um, it was, it was uh, a big band. Well, I would say a big band. It was like a one-hit wonder band in the 80s. Um, and they had a... Oh, and the show is called What I Like About You, duh. Yeah. It was uh, Jenny Garth. It was Jenny Garth and Amanda Bynes that were sisters. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's what it was about. All right. This is... Uh, um, who sings the theme song to... Um, uh, it's the, no, who sings the theme song to, to King of the Hill? Tell me again. Uh, all the refreshments. Refreshments. Okay. This is the romantics that do, uh, that's what I like about you. They had a very like stripped down video on MTV, but it played all the freaking time. Uh, it was just the four piece or whatever they are. And they were just playing in a, in a studio somewhere. Oh yeah. Before, uh, Rob Deerdick took over MTV studios. Yeah. This was way before <laughs> that. Yeah. I, I can't uh, hate him. The dude like made Oh, I know. Buku bucks off oh, of that I know. crap. I know. Uh, so now we are back uh, with Bobby and Connie. Uh, they have bought the And they're La deliberating Bamba. what to do with it. And they're it's trying just to figure massive. out what to do. It's like it. half the size of Bobby. Yeah. Uh, she says, uh, how about that trash can over there? Let's blow that up. He says, if this were a cherry bomb, I'd say yes. But this is La Bamba. Uh, and then he starts looking around, trying to find something. He sees the uh, post office box or the mailbox. And then he sees the mail truck. He sees a porta potty, which I thought was a good idea. Yeah, that would be uh, good. And then, uh, for some friggin' reason, we see an Italian statue uh, with uh, spaghetti in his lap, uh, which seems very out of place for me for a Mexican village. Well, I think it might have been like, uh, like a restaurant. It is a restaurant, they have Italian but I'm saying restaurants it is a Mexico. weird. It, it just seems like you're in the. For God's sakes, you're in the paper mache district. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. and you see the, the God Italian, forbid, Italian restaurant. restaurant in the paper mache. And the, the name of the Italian restaurant yeah. is K Pasta. I think what happens <laughs> is is there's like a, a a problem with like the humidity caused by paper mache, so they have to they they sure they uh, yeah they have to have. I a, think what it is good is, for pasta. is people think that Mexican food is all Tex-Mex. They get down there and they go, "Ooh, I don't like this kind of Mexican food." Yeah, you go so down they there. Go, oh, look, spaghetti. Let's have that. You go to Mexico to eat at a Taco Bell. Yeah. You know, that was actually one of the international markets. There's a whole uh, a video I watched, like an hour-long mm-hmm. video, where they talked about the attempt yeah. for Taco Bell to open yeah. in Mexico. I think I've seen that And how one. it completely failed with oh, every Oh, yeah, why attempt. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could go, like, to it's, your, it's your abuela, uh, abuelita's <laughs> house around the corner yeah. and go get fresh tortillas, or you could go get the crap made at a factory from so, Taco Bell. So they see this Italian statue with the spaghetti in its lap. They and, put it in his uh, lap, they're fire like, it up. They're yeah. like, my god this is this is it you know make a statement this is our chance to make a statement so they they put the giant la bamba in his lap and uh, they light it on fire and run away real quick it's like the ira and nothing happens yeah nothing happens they just wait and wait and wait 
So then we're back. Uh, to Khan singing the song. Yeah, we're back at the bar. Do you know who sings the song that he's singing there? This is, uh, they blinded me with science. Do, 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 do. She blinded me with science. Tell me the guy's name. because Thomas I There you go. Dolby. Thomas Dolby. Yeah. Uh, and Hank is like, you know, that's a pretty good job, Khan. I've never heard that song sung with only one note before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and all about rhythm. <laughs> he says, bartenders, bartenders two surfaces, por, por favor. favor. So this is when another one of those chances for Hank and Khan to kind of be friends uh, because he was kind of impressed the fact that he ran those guys right off. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 always a, you know, every now and again they, they let the wall down a little bit. So I we, think they want to be friends more than they, you know. I think they do. Uh, they Con, love to hate each other. Con turns out to kind of be a turd in this one, but uh, yeah, he does at the end. For uh, sure. Anyway, uh, we go back to Bobby and Connie, and they're still in the street. They're uh, uh, waiting for this thing to go off. Still, nothing has happened. We're assuming you know several minutes have passed. Which, if you know anything about Dud Firecrackers, um, they do go off occasionally a lot later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they will simmer. They can. Yeah, so you better watch they can, those suckers. for sure. Kids, stay away like, from the like bombas. Kind of like a uh, incense, how it burns real slow. Yeah. That's the Absolutely. Same, same kind sure. of effect. What do you call those things you light a firecracker with? Oh, punk. A punk. There you go. Okay. I don't think they call them punks anymore. I don't think, I don't think punk was ever right. I think it was pump. No. Is what it was. Come on. Because you're pumping. It's like a you're, pump. you're pumping. It was like, it's like lighting a cigarette with a cigarette. It's, it's pumping. You're pumping the cigarette. No. Uh, My whole life's been a lie. Is that I mean, what you're telling me? I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. Let's see if the internet. Punks. Let's see if the internet. See if the internet knows has the word. <laughs> yeah, that my dad always called them punks, like the little things, and they would give you a bunch of those. It felt like uh, getting paint at Home Depot, you know, where they give you a bunch of stir sticks, which they now charge you for. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. It, oh, it, it is. It punk. is a punk. Oh, thank God. It is a punk. It is safer than a match or a lighter because it can be used from a greater dis- distance. Doesn't use an open flame. They're made of bamboo and a brown yeah. coating of it, compressed it is, sawdust. It's like it's like unscented the incense. Smoldering is what stick. it is. You know, it's like that's, unscented that's incense. The the the. Uh, I really thought I was going to have to walk into the ocean because you told me that uh, the whole no, thing the, was the, wrong. The textbook definition is a punk is a smoldering stick. <laughs> so it's a smoldering <laughs> stick. Smoldering stick. Yeah. We are back at the market and Peggy. He is still looking for her pairs. Sounds like a cool metal band. Smoldering, Smoldering stick. stick. <laughs> I do like that. They just helicopter her the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back at the market. Peggy is still looking for those damn pairs. Uh, and there is a street vendor that sells uh, a lot of the De, De Los Muertos items. Yep. Uh, and he's telling her that uh, all of them are authentic. They're locally crafted masks. Uh, in the culture, they have uh, deep social and religious importance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. The tourist, <laughs> the tourist shit. Yeah. yeah. I I uh, taught art for a while and okay. uh, taught at a couple of local schools. And um, every year at the end of October, first part of November, we would do Dia de los Muertos, uh, like uh, sugar skulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, those kids love to do that. A lot of them weren't ever introduced to that culture. Even though I had a high Hispanic population of kids, uh, but some just didn't know it. Yeah, they just didn't know it, uh, and so that tells you like how America tends to squeeze that kind of stuff the out culture of, out of people. Out of people, literally. Yeah. You know, they used they to squeeze so the culture much, out of people. They had so much fun doing those. So they were they were super cool. Uh, well, it's weird. Like to me, it's really weird when you see like uh, people get offended about. Uh, 
Mexican culture in yep. Texas or yep. when people were like, oh, they need to go back to where they came from. Yeah. And I'm like, well, they came from Texas. Like That's it right. used to be a part of Mexico, That's right? right? Yeah. You do realize that like yeah. they've been in Texas yeah. longer than your ancestry has well, been in well, Texas. Why don't you go tell those American Indians those same thing? Yeah, because yeah. that's the same concept, really. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. But, yeah, she's just like, uh-huh, yeah, that's nice. Uh, have you got any pears? He's like, oh, right, you're oh, here yeah, for the paper the mache pears. pear. Yeah. So, obviously, a lot of white ladies from Texas there looking for paper mache pears. There's a whole racket. And so she shows Somebody's him. Somebody's missing out. She shows him the magic combination of a dead frog and a pear at the same time. And the, pear, and the frog is all dressed up with a little scarf. He's got his fork and his knife, and he's yeah. ready to eat this giant pear. I don't want to make light out of a, like a horrible situation, but imagine if like there was like this whole paper mache pear smuggling ring and like cartels were like shooting well, there may be. villages for paper mache pears. Because pears. we see that kind of here, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, there's, so, there seems to be a little bit of it going on. Uh, is she he hands her this the the frog with the pear. He she just breaks the frog right off. Yeah, right <laughs> off of the pear. He says, Pockets "Well, the pear throws he the says, frog out." He says, "Well, the pears aren't sold separately." And she goes, "Oh, it's perfect. Uh, oh, muchos, muchos gracias. I'm not even gonna haggle. I have to pay for the frog, right?" And he says, "Yes." yes. So she of does course. haggle. Of course. Uh, and so she says, "It's so beautiful. I really don't know how I can thank you." And this is where we get a possible smuggling going on here. And this is uh, this is where uh, this uh, trivia comes into play. Okay, right. so this plot line here, so I am going to do a little spoiler before we actually okay. get through this whole part, but this is uh, the best point for the for this trivia because it gives you a sort of uh, something to think about as we're going through it. So this particular mm-hmm. plot line here, it involves Peggy. She goes and she delivers a package for someone. They all kind of suspect that there's drugs in it. Well, there's right. a Mary Tyler Moore show with a specific episode where Mary is asked to deliver a package from Minnesota to a friend of a friend in Mexico. And the whole time she thinks that it's drugs and then it ends up not, you know, of course it ends up not being drugs in that package either. So, uh, it was a, uh, it was called, uh, the episode of the Mary Tyler Moore show was called, uh, he's so heavy. He's my brother. So she delivers a package for uh, a Mexican immigrant who her friend and neighbor, uh, Rhoda Morgenstern was the neighbor's yeah. name. Yeah. She had so, her own uh, show. Yeah. Yeah. She did. Rhoda. Yeah. Rhoda. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Which is not as good. Not as good at all. Didn't last near as long and probably was canceled probably within a week. Uh, but, uh, she was wrong. He, uh, they wrongfully suspected this guy was a drug smuggler. So when they go down there, uh, of course, Peggy's package was ends up being a pair. Well, their package ends up don't being... Don't spoil it. We don't know that can Well, I told you there was going to be spoilers. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, it ends up being a toucan, right? Uh, two candles. Oh, two candles. Two candles. So oh, that's what she ends up smoking. I thought you were going to say toucan. I thought I was really smart <laughs> being able to get ahead of that. Uh, and so he says, Senora, I have a friend just across the border, and I don't trust the mail. The address is on the box. Would you deliver it to me? And I just wrote down the words, mule box. Mule box, yeah. <laughs> so she says, well, that'd be my pleasure, uh, amigo. Gracias. Oh, my, it's wrapped so pretty, isn't it? And she's talking to Luann. She says, I wonder what's in it. Uh, not Luann. She's talking to uh, men. Uh, men. Yeah. Sorry, men. So, yeah, we run through all the characters. Con men. Con men, Bill. One of the uh, super news and phones. Boom. There go. Yeah. Uh, and she says, I'll tell you what's in there. Cocaine, black tar, PCP, you name it. I see 2020 special all about this. You mule, Peggy Hill. Yeah, you're a mule, Peggy. <laughs> it's wrapped like a damn Christmas gift, though, or yeah, a birthday present. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good to be suspicious, I guess. It's not like oh, they sure. know the guy. Sure. Unless, unless Peggy has specifically went to the same guy and got him before. But, you know, gotten pairs before. But it doesn't, you know, we obviously know this is the first time she's been there since she was in whatever school she said, uh, yeah. exchange program. 
Yeah. Uh, so hair. we uh, shape hair. I just don't understand the appeal. We're back at the condo, and Hank is still working on the door. Uh, and uh, we see Dale come out of the bushes. He says, "Hank, Hank Hill, is that you?" He said, "Dale, what are you doing here?" And that's said, weird. Like if one of my friends popped weird. up somewhere yeah. like that in another country, in another yeah. country, you know, a nine-hour drive, Dale. He said, "I was just out for a drive. Thought Talk this about place might have clean faculty or facilities. Yeah. Hopefully, He's, they've got clean faculties too. <laughs> clean faculties managing the facilities." He goes, "Well, I guess it's a nine-hour drive. I guess I better stay then." So he literally drove nine hours, hid in the bushes until he saw Hank, then pops up and then invites himself to stay. Yeah, easy. What a guy. Easy vacay. Uh, We see uh, Connie and Bobby back. Uh, They're still watching for the boom. Uh, Oh, and you can hear the... Well, there's a dump truck that comes by. You can hear the brakes of the trash truck to pick up the dumpster. Literally, they're hiding behind the dumpster. It picks it up. They don't even... They don't move. It's funny, so it moves it, and they're still standing there, and then they put it down. I really like that. She's like, I think it's a dud. He said, yeah, let's give it 15 more minutes. They're still staring at Spaghetti Man. So uh, we are now back at the condo. Back at the condo, and and the uh, owner of the condo is there. We're at the pool. We're at the pool, pool. and, and the there's the, yeah, the all these little kids standing in line to get on this tiny little slide, and you see Dale standing there with his farmer's tan. Yeah, yeah. He's waiting. He's, in he's line. got a cigarette and his hat and everything on, and he's waiting in line. And the, the like you say, the owner is there, and he says, hey, you, skinny gringo, I don't know you. Are you a guest? And he says, I'm staying with the Hills in 5B. He says, 5B, upstairs, damn touristas. Yeah. You try to rip me off, it'll be the last time. Somebody missed his siesta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's all we see. He doesn't, like, tell Dale to get out of line or anything. He just says, he says, here, you, uh, he gets upset because he knows he's staying with the hills. Yeah. So now we're at the condo, and it's nighttime. Uh, Peggy is just sitting there staring at that mule box. Uh, Dale is rooting around in the mini bar. Hank is shaving for some reason. Uh, which I didn't really understand. Uh, and then Lou Ann is over there unwrapping her makeup from uh, that she's been hiding in that. Uh, yeah, rubbing lead all over her face or whatever it is. <laughs> and so. Uh, there was actually something I read about lead that, uh, like. Something I read about lead. It was like two generations after millennials, like the two or three generations behind millennials. Yeah. Were exposed, have been exposed to like extreme amounts of lead. And that's what they explained the the whole like weird polarized politics in like older people. Right. They explain it by, they've been exposed to it. They have lead poisoning in their heads and it's, it's causing, they think the weird politics comes from lead. Well, it's causing a, a generation of people to have a lower IQ. What about all the kids that ate paint? Uh, what about Beavis and Butthead <laughs> huffing glue? <laughs> there was a lot of glue huffers. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of glue huffers in the eighties. My, uh, my dad used to run an electronics store downtown and uh, we got a lot of, uh, he was the guy on the call list, you know, in the middle of the night whenever the alarm would go off. Yeah. There was a lot of homeless guys that would kind of, you know, try to get in the back or whatever because the door didn't lock real great. And so they would get in there just to try to get out of the rain or out of the cold or sleep or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he used to get a lot of guys that would come in uh, and they bought, oh, I want to say it's dial cleaner. So it is a, um, it's a spray can uh, an aerosol spray can of cleaner that you would spray on like dials and knobs and stuff to keep the gunk from building up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they would buy these big cans of that, take it across the street, spray it in a paper bag and just pass out. So, oh damn. Cheap yeah. high. Yeah. It was a cheap high. Uh, but they knew where to go after that. They stopped carrying it. 
so we are uh, at night. Again, like I say, Dale's rooting through the mini bar. Hank is shaving for some reason. Luann's got her makeup, and Peggy is staring at the mule box. Bobby kind of tries to sneak in a little bit, and he says, boy, now I know why they call it beach volleyball. Volleyball is really fun, like yeah. trying to totally cover up for it. Peggy's like, Bobby, come here. Do you think I'm naive? And he's like, oh, shit, I got caught. No. She says, am I a fool who just believes whatever I'm told? He's, he immediately is just like, I'm sorry. She says, why on earth did I trust this man? There could be anything in this package, anything. I'm so estupid. Eh? <laughs> she says, estupido. 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 And so uh, then you get uh, Luann over there going through her makeup, and she goes, oh, they had to kill 10 turtles to fill one little jar. Neat. <laughs> Just the fact <laughs> yeah. that it's just neat. Neat. Outside, we see uh, the owner talking to a couple of cops, uh, and they're kind of pointing towards the place, and Luann goes, oh, no, it's the police. Uh, and so she thinks that uh, they're there for her. Bobby says uh, they know I tried to blow up one of their monuments, so he thinks he they're there for him. Uh, Luann's like, no, 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 no. They think I'm a makeup smuggler. And then Peggy, flushing everything. Yeah. Peggy thinks that they're there because she's a mule. So she's jamming this box down into the toilet there. She's, she's jamming it down with the brush. And then Luann goes nuts and says, we all have to put on lots of makeup. And then Bobby's over there, just tears rolling down his face. He's got a bunch of this makeup on his face and he goes, yeah. this tastes like turtles. This tastes like turtles. <laughs> he's got, then, a, not, not just on his face. He's got a bunch of it smeared around his lips because he's sitting there chewing lipstick on it. And he's got it rolling down his eyes. And as a child, <laughs> I have been one of those kids that uh, ate crap you weren't supposed to eat. Sure. And uh, I do remember once sticking lipstick a whole tube of it in my mouth and biting oh, it really? off and instantly regretted it. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the flavor. Garbage. I don't remember anything, but I do remember jamming it in my mouth and then breaking like the whole chunk of lipstick off I, I, and instantly going, oh, yeah. And I remember when it. I was a kid, they, they had these flavors of lip balm that girls would get. Oh, they still have those. Well, but I'm saying yeah, they just yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, so there was about, like yeah. the A&W root beer. There was strawberry and all that stuff. And I remember tasting one of those and thinking, boy, that doesn't taste anything. like." So they sell them beer. in packs and they have like chapstick ones now because mm-hmm. my son, he has a problem with having dry lips. So right. he uses uh, a lot of chapstick and that's what I got him. I got him a pack of soda flavors yeah and candy flavors sure. and there's like a Reese's Pieces one where it tastes like Reese's or something so as Bobby is smeared with this lipstick and telling us that it tastes like turtles uh Dale is trying to go out the bathroom window Hank yeah. is just like what the heck is going on yeah. and Dale you hear from Dale I was never here and then Peggy's like Peggy Hill's nobody's mule and then she finds out that it is one of the pears in the box she could have just pear. taken the pear uh, and Hank's like, he's had enough of it. He's just like, come on out here, everyone. Come on. We, we We've got, got nothing, nothing to, hide. to hide. And they're standing there in front of the cops, you know, because the cops and the owner are there. Uh, you got a wet Peggy. You got Bobby yep. with makeup and tears running down his face. You got Lou Ann with a whole bunch of uh, makeup. Yep. And then you hear Dale fall out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. You hear him thunk when he hits the ground. Yeah. And, and that immediately takes us to court takes us to the magistrate. So the magistrate right. is uh, voiced by a Argentinian actor who has appeared in quite a few different American films and TV shows. His name is uh, Castulo Guerrera. Mm. And he has uh, been in Terminator 2. Uh, he was Enrique uh, Salcida in Terminator 2. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, he was Arturo Marquez in The Usual Suspects. Oh. Uh, he was in Amistad. He was the Spanish priest mm-hmm. in Amistad. Okay. Uh, so he, he's played a few fathers. Uh, there's a movie called The Celestine Prophecy. He played a father, Jose, and then mm. uh, Father Paez. He played in Our Family Man, Wedding. he played a lot of priests. Yeah, he's played a lot of priests. He also played in The Purge, Our Anarchy. Uh, so he's done a few things uh, hmm. as far as voices and it's stuff cool. goes, too. He's done some. Well, he's in this Duck very. Dodgers, Star Trek, The Next Generation he did an episode yeah. on. So he's, he's one of those guys a, that's been in a few different things. He's in this for a very short amount of time. <laughs> well, he's in a lot of things for a very short amount of time. He says. Uh, but you, he is uh, definitely renowned. He's even been in uh, some of my favorite video games. He's been, done hmm. voices. He, did, he voiced. Uh, Oh man! Anybody that's played Diablo two will know it. Gaglash, mm-hmm. he did a voice for Gaglash in Diablo two. Yeah, I'm not up on my Gaglash. Yeah, uh, he <laughs> for says, those of you who know that, yeah. he says you Very will few. pay the condo manager eight thousand pesos. And then of course Dale, being Dale, says, "But the key fit, you must acquit." And he says ten thousand pesos. And then he has the bailiff confiscate their identification. Which, good Lord, Dale, just shut up. Right? Yeah, Dale talks too much. But how much is 10,000 pesos, though? Oh, right now? Do you know what the conversion the rate is? Rate, yeah, yeah look at the conversion rate. rate. Because it can't pesos. be a whole heck of a lot. Um, I can't oh, imagine uh, it's How many ton. Mexican pesos are we 10, talking 10,000. 10,000 is probably $5,000. Oh, I doubt it's even that much. No, $500. 500 bucks. So 10,000, so yeah, because it's point. It's five cents. Yeah. Uh, five cents... So between these three guys, they can't come up with 500 bucks (laughs) to pay this thing off. And so I think it's funny the way they start talking about it, because the next scene is you see them back out on the street. And by the way, it's just the three of them for some reason. It's and and I don't don't even know why Dale's there, to be honest with you, because the the crime, you know, quote unquote crime is just between Hank and Khan. Right, because Con rented the place. Hank's in there. Yeah, it wouldn't upstairs. be as fun if we didn't have Dale with us. That's though, true. It? Would it That's be as true. Fun? That's true. You but, know, and I'll, what I like about this epi- this this episode the most too is yeah. it really does touch on the immigration stuff. Oh, it absolutely does. Uh, like yeah. immigration issues. Here in a minute, like we get we get to a lot of the immigration issues. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they are walking down the street and they're ob- obviously forlorn and just just upset about it. Uh, they end up at the fountain in the middle of the the little town there. And uh, Hank's just like, look, let's just pay the money and go home. Uh, and then Con, my money not fluid. Take two weeks to raise funds. You pay I owe. What? He's such a you scammer. You don't have though. any money? He's a scam. He's a scammer. Come on. I know he had enough money He's to buy got a beer. Money. He's you a know? super scammer. Look how he scams him. He's about to scam him so, again here in a minute. So Hank's like, I can't cover it. If we can just get back to Arlen, I can have him garnish my wages. Again, it's $500. <laughs> 500 bucks. <laughs> And so he says, but we can't leave the country. They took our ID. And then here comes Dale again, uh, always trying to help. Uh, Are you kidding? We won't have any trouble driving through that checkpoint. They'll just wave us through pretty as you please. And Khan's like, really? And he says, well, Hank and me, because we're we're Angloid. 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 He says, you, they'll haul out and we'll give the third third degree. degree. So uh, I like this part right here where Hank goes, well, maybe we'll be safer if we all split up. Hank's You come with me. Khan, you're on your own. Yeah, Hank is pissed off. And so the two of them start to walk away, and then Khan pipes up and says, hey, Hill, you can't leave me. We Americans, Hank. No, no lime in our beer. beer. Yeah, we sure right. sent those mariachis running. <laughs> and then he's like, "I like his laugh." <laughs> and then he's like, "Help me, Hank. 
You know, I mean, it was really me, like he yeah. knows he's in trouble. Well, but again, it's just the scam. Like he's like, oh, I could he he could get out of the situation easily. Yeah, probably. But it's just a scam. So it's uh, all scamming. the They're next scammers. next thing we scam scammers. The next thing we see is we're back at the condo. Everybody's all packed up, uh, and Connie and Min are like, bye bye. You know, and then uh, Hank is y'all get going now. Dale, Con, we'll be along after we uh, clear up this little misunderstanding. And what was yeah. what was funny to me is both the minivan and the car with Peggy and them, boy, they peel out. I mean, they're just like, bye, and they just take off. Yeah, they got out of there quick, bad out of hell. Con uh, doesn't think it's a great idea, and uh, Hank tells him, well, here's another idea. We go on without you. And so then Con says, okay, and has to get in the trunk of the car. Yeah, now, he's singing the song. Do you know who sings this song? Here we wait go, wait a second. I got one for you before that. Okay. Do you know whose car this is? Oh, it looks like... Uh, Who is the red convertible? Yeah, it looks like... Uh, oh, man. I don't know why I can't think of his name. Boomhauer's car. It is not. It is Nancy's car. And you know how I know that? Oh. Because the plate is W-I-T-H-R-G-R-L. Weather Girl. Oh, okay. The plate on the yeah, car I is Weather Girl. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Good, good one. My <laughs> it's gosh. Nancy, it's Dang. Nancy's car. Yeah, yeah, good one, Mike. Damn, I missed that. <laughs> I was too busy listening, trying to figure out who sang all the songs that, they were, that he kept... Singing his yeah. karaoke songs. Yeah. And that I was very proud of myself when I paused it. That's good. No, that's Weather good. Girl. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I'll go to mine now. So do you know who <laughs> sings the song Poetry in Motion? Uh, oh, this is this is the same one. This is Blinded Me with Science again. Nope. When I see my baby, what do I see? Poetry, poetry in motion. Walking by my side, her lovely locomotion. Johnny uh, Tillotson. I don't know that. It's an older song. That's it's a. See, I thought man, that was because it's like in Blinded Me with Science, he says poetry in motion. Also, 1960. So it's I like right out of the, it it's like a song right out of the 50s. The funny thing 50, is, they are uh, you know he is back there singing, and it's all coming from the trunk, and they're, there's like pothole, and they're just weaving all over the road. Oh, they're so hitting they potholes on purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they get to the border and, uh, Dale has got it all under control. He says, now just follow my lead and play it cool. Hank's like, well, what if they find Khan? He says, I know my Mexican legal system, which I do. We'll get about 15 years with a starvation diet of moldy bread and warm water. He says, uh, he says distilled water. water? No. And of course, not even distilled a total lack of toilet paper and privacy. And Hank's <laughs> like, Oh my God, I can't go, go while people yeah, watch. I can't go while people and watch. So Dale being the ever confident man he is, he says, then let me do the talking. The guy comes over and uh, says, where y'all from? He says, Arlen, Texas. But, it is so quivery, like as soon as oh, any, Arlen, Texas. As soon yeah. as any law enforcement or authority figure starts questioning Dale, he freaks uh, out. He folds like a lawn chair. But he says, "Where are you WWE from?" WWE Arlen, Texas. And the guy's like, "The guy's yeah, really nice. He's nice like, town. yeah." He's like, and then Dale's just like freaks out and says, "Run!" The the cigarette drops out of his mouth. He freaks out. He takes out of the car. Con jumps out of the trunk, which I don't know how he got out. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think they had those release handles at that yeah, point. Yeah, I don't think they did either. But it reminds me of that scene in um, The Hangover where uh, uh, he jumps out of the trunk oh, all Ken naked. Oh, Ken, yeah. Ken Young. Ken yeah. Young jumps out of the trunk all naked. That and was then, a good show. And yeah, then good even movie. Hank, he's like, ah, and, and he just runs off. So uh, all of them are on the lam now. And uh, in this point in history, they took a commercial break. So now we see all three of them running down the street, uh, and they run into an alley. Uh, they're all panting and sweating and, and doing all this stuff. And Hank's like, I think we lost them. We'll be okay. 
Uh, Khan is convinced that they're screwed. Yeah, Hanks, and then he goes, no, we're American. We got to find a paid phone and hope Ross Perot's 800 number is still working. All right. <laughs> so I got a little thing here. Yeah, because I don't know anything about Ross Perot's phone number. So Ross Perot ran for president. Uh, he was from Texas. He's a Texas businessman. Uh, big ears. Uh, made fun of a lot, but he wanted to yeah. simplify all these systems, you know, and, and flatten out the tax and all this stuff. But he had these 1-800 numbers where people could call in and talk about the issues, you know, or, or hear his take on the issues. Kind of like them hotlines where you call your representative. Yeah. Kind well, of he thing. could leave, you know, you could leave a number. You could talk to Ross Perot and all this stuff. So I looked that up. Uh, it, one of his 1-800 numbers was 1-800-685-7777. Are you going to try to call it right now while I we're on the air? I did call it. Oh, I did okay. call the number. It is now the Medical Alert Center. Oh, okay. Shout out to the Medical Alert Center. <laughs> Ross Perot. Is it Ross Perot's Medical Alert Center? No, it was uh, Ross Perot. Ross oh, okay, so he didn't, they, they didn't, they didn't yeah. like, you know, hold on to the no, name, the no. name or nothing. I was no really rights. hoping it would still be a phone answering machine. You I know, was hoping that, that Ross Perot I was hoping that when you called it, no matter what it was yeah. affiliated with, was Ross Perot. Ross Perot's Medical uh, Alert yeah, Ross Center. Ross Medical Alert Center. And that his family was getting like royalties for the usage of his name or something. Ross Perot's Medical Alert Center. Are you on the floor? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I have fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, Khan uh, says he's not worried about it. Uh, why you want to call that nut? Uh, the border is right there. Millions of people cross over every day. We can too. No big deal. Hank, of course, being Hank, says uh, uh, illegally. No, America is my country, and I love her. I wouldn't enter her in any way that's unnatural. Yes. What a weird. What phrase. a weird ass phrase. <laughs> yeah, that was really really weird. <laughs> so yeah, I actually came here illegally. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a legal immigrant until Get him, guys. Until I was twenty one. Until I was twenty one, I was illegal. Yeah. Uh, we were what they call visa overstays. Ah. Uh, so we came here on a travel visa yeah. and never went home. Oh wow. Okay. Just stayed here. Yeah. Well, good for you. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then, then uh, Dale pipes up and says, we have no choice, Hank. The yeah, INS had their cameras trained on us. The border guards think we're smugglers. I'm too pretty to go to jail. Uh, which he is not too pretty to go to jail. No. Uh, we are back in the street, and uh, they're, they're wandering around trying to figure out what to do. They wander upon these two, and here's what I wrote down, blonde twin douches. Uh, who oh, have wow. blonde twin douches, <laughs> which have, they have frat boy shirts on okay. and we find out why they're douches. But, uh, yeah, he says, uh, excuse me, uh, what did it cost you to rent these mopeds? They're standing in front of two mopeds and they said, uh, actually we own these, but we're looking to sell them. He says, well, maybe we can help each other out. The only thing is we're a little short on cash. And these two douchebags look at each other and just like raise their eyebrows. Next thing we see is all three of them on mopeds. Of course, uh, Khan is sitting behind Hank on the same moped. Yeah, which is weird. And then Dale. You figured Hank would make make him ride with Dale would instead of so. him. Yeah. yeah, but he's he's sitting behind him. Hank, uh, Dale, I'm sorry, Khan is griping because that watch that they traded apparently belonged to his grandfather. Uh, and then you see Dale, and he doesn't have any pants on. He's in his whitey tighties, and he says, that was my only pair of button fly jeans. Yeah. <laughs> So they are. Which, there's there's a lot of scenes with him just in his whitey tighties running sure. around. And then they flash back to the place where they got the mopeds. Two poor tourists come out and they're looking for their mopeds. They don't know what happened to them. So obviously, yeah, they got the two guys were douches. They sold mopeds that weren't theirs weren't there for a watch and a pair of button fly jeans. Button fly jeans. 
So we're back. Have you ever worn button fly jeans? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's ridiculous. Um, I'm not sure why zippers I mean, it's, are bad. I, I don't understand. I never zippers really understood work just those. Fine. Well, not only do zippers work just fine, it's like I don't know, it, it, you know, form and function at the well, same button time. Button flies were. It around, just seems like it takes forever to take a piss with button flies. They were around before zippers. Yeah. So, like when when denim jeans or dungarees were first invented, I mean that's the only you know you had it was to a get button them. fly. Yeah, yeah. You had to get all them they had was a button fly. Clothes somehow. So that's what they did. Uh, okay, so uh, we are back on the road, uh, and Dale, of course, is is weaving all over the place, wanting people to look at him. Ha ha! Somebody look at me. They finally look over. Yeah, he's doing no hands or something. Uh, yeah, such an idiot. They they finally look over, and of course, Hank and Con crash because they're looking back at him. The second they look back at him, boom! They yep. hit a rock. Yep. Yeah, literally, like as soon as he turns his head. And the only thing uh, Dale can ask is, "Did you see me?" And uh, yeah. Well, so, yeah, we saw you, bud, but you're a jackass. Hank says, uh, yeah, Dale, you looked really cool for your next trick. Why yeah. don't I kick your ass? Kick your ass. And then he tells Con to get on the back, and then he tells Dale, you're Lucky Pierre. I've never heard that phrase in my life. I've Lucky Pierre. It obviously means you got to sit in the middle of three people. A Lucky Pierre. Let's but look that up the middle fast. man is Lucky Pierre. Which we, we need to be like. I don't uh, really understand. But well, here we go. Great. The Lucky Pierre. From the Urban Dictionary. Let's see what it says here. Okay, so. Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you what I think it means. Okay, let's see okay. what you think it means, and then I'll tell you what it means. I think it means a threesome, and the guy in the middle gets to both uh, enjoy and be enjoyed. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, so <laughs> the person in the middle position. Hold yeah. on. <clears throat> uh-huh. A lucky Pierre. The person in the middle position of a three-person threesome. Yeah. To achieve the status of a lucky Pierre, they must be both penetrated by the person behind them yeah. and penetrating the person in front of that's them. That's what I thought. But the key is simultaneously. Sure. So there you go. That's And why Pierre? French? Uh, I guess that's where we got this position from, from the French. <laughs> Thanks, French. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it became Lucky <laughs> Pierre, but it's specifically the middle guy in a gay threesome. I'm going to start calling yeah. people Lucky Pierre. Uh, so, or unlucky uh, Pierre depends on depends on if you uh, want to be there or not. <laughs> they start they start the one uh, uh, moped back up that's still in good shape, and of course it's Dale's. Uh, the engine sputters out real, real oh, quickly. Oh, yeah, and then the tires are just, flat as hell. Yeah. They're barely moving. They're screwed. There's too much weight on it. Yeah, so they done. get off. Uh, Khan says it'd be faster if we walk. Uh, and, and then they start walking in the desert. Um, uh, Khan knocks Dale's hat off, and he says, Did you see? Did you see? Getting back at him. Uh, it's now getting towards nighttime. You hear the crickets chirping. Uh, they're walking in the desert, uh, and, and some more people that are trying to cross the border start coming up on them. Uh, and Dale's like, uh, we've been captured. Uh, and, uh, they, they just, they become part of this, this group of people. And here's where we get like a statement on immigration. They, They get to a part of this group of people that are crossing the river and coming into Texas illegally, uh, looking for a better life. And, uh, they get, they get to the river and he sees, uh, or they all see people putting all their stuff on top of their heads so they can wade through the river and none of their stuff gets wet. Yeah. And then, uh, Dale you see lifts Dale. his shirt up and rips mm-hmm. the bandolier of cigarettes off. He has a bandolier of cigarettes off. He also on gets head. the ones out of his boot, out of his boot, and yeah. puts them up on top of his head and goes out into the river. Hank goes straight out into the river. He's ready to go. 
And then uh, Khan, which I don't understand this, um, he's on the other side and says, Hank, I can't swim. And Hank's like, of course you can't. Uh, and then, so he gives him a piggyback ride. Yeah, and he's standing across. on his shoulders, and he's struggling the whole time. He's, like, panting and struggling, and Khan is, like, Khan's, on top of his shoulders. Oh, look at the mighty river. So I mean, much beauty, so much power. Khan is going to get wet here, right? Humbles a man, So I huh, don't Hank? understand this. Well, it's walking. He tells him, he says, you're a good friend, Hank, and walk. friendship based on truth. I broke into the top condo on purpose. So... He gets off. He falls off of Hank. Well, he gets he, thrown off of Hank. Hank throws oh, him off because right, he goes. Right. He tells him right here. He goes, "You good friend, Hank, and Hank and friendship based in that's truth." That's when he throws him. And yeah. then he goes, "I broke Dumps in the top right condo off. on purpose, and I'm sorry." And he goes, "Well, what? Damn you, Con! It's your fault." And he throws him. And then Con, Con just swims just, right over there. Not only does he swim, he swims like he's been swimming yeah. for his entire life, which. Him being Laotian and saying he can't swim would be hard for me to believe sure, because absolutely. if uh, we didn't have dams where we're at right here, right. we'd be underwater probably because of the way the river moved. He says, Con, but I thought you said you couldn't swim. He said, yeah, I'm big fat liar. Big fat liar. I, swam I don't his understand ass that, Con. I just, not, not the C-O-N, it's, it's not the he's petty. Yeah, It's because he's guess. petty and weird. So they get to the other side of the river, and Hank uh, sees stuff floating in the river. He talks about how it's filthy. Yeah, it's filthy. Look he at this. He picks up a pair of underwear, underwear that's floating. floating around, and then from the side you hear, uh, Hank, little help here. So we understand that it is uh, Dale's underwear. Uh, we see uh, also uh, somebody that is crossing. She's wearing a uh, USA shirt with an American flag on it, and she goes, he won't last two days in the U.S. Yeah, that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, he won't last two days in the U.S. So they get to the big fence, and uh, Hank is kind of in awe. He says, America, Texas, home. Yeah, and it's crazy, you know, because the way the immigration and stuff works, and, and I don't want to get, like, too political or whatever sure. on a show where we, yeah. tr we try not to, but a lot of what I, what I want people to understand about it, and the reason why I talk about it, and I like talking about it because it's affected me, like, huge in my life, immigration stuff, the problem isn't people coming here. The problem is the system that we have set up is like oh, absolutely so yeah. complex system to sucks. navigate. It's so it's just really complex to navigate. It's expensive. It's outdated. They ask you ridiculous questions. One of the questions they asked me during my whole process was if I was affiliated with the Nazi Party of Germany of 1945. That was the exact wow. phrasing. Wow! And, and I was, was apologized when? to. This was, was uh, this? like. 2011 or so. Okay. All right. And they were asking if I was affiliated with the Nazi party of Germany of 1945. And they even apologized to me. The so lady that had to ask me all these questions. We're the, thinking the questions might be a little stale. Yeah, they're more than stale. Not only, it's just, it's just a whole yeah. system is in, antiquated. It's hard to navigate. If you were, would you tell them? You see what I'm saying? I mean, I don't that's, think anybody that's just would, the stupidest no. thing. That's, well, that's what it is. It's just one of those. Uh, this is what she said. She said, this is one of those questions we have to ask. Yeah. No matter oh, I'm sure. what your affiliation is with anything, it's just a weird question. Oh, like, you don't put it on Are you a folks. prostitute? Literally, she said, are you a prostitute? Yeah. Do you sell drugs? But, I mean, you don't put it yeah. on those folks. It's just nah. their job, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Well, that was the lawyer's system. It was, a, it was the lawyer's paralegal that had to do all that. It was a part of yeah. the paperwork or oh, whatever sure. for the immigration stuff. And that's what she said. She apologized. said, well... These are absurd questions, and I realize that you're only, at this time, yeah. I was only in my 20s. She goes, I yeah. know you're only 21. There's no way you would be affiliated with the Nazi Party of Germany of sure. 1945. Yeah. And I said, well, you need to update that then, Nazi Party of whatever's she going said, on. She said, yeah, you update say, the date a little you bit. You said, no, but I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he, he, again, Hank is taken back. America, Texas, home. 
Uh, and then here comes Khan. Uh, look how easy it is getting in this country. Oh, I can't believe I had to learn a bill of rights. When am I going to use that? And Dale pipes up. You'd be surprised, Con. I take the fifth on, on a, a daily, daily basis. basis. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that so, was great because he was quick with it, too. And he was quick he, he comes to, uh, he's just going to jump onto the fence. He jumps about three inches up, and then they have to help him over. Yeah, so he boosts. So Hank boosts <laughs> Dale over, and as soon as he boosts Dale over, oh, Con just does like this leap and jump, runs up Hank, and then right runs over up. him. He's very yeah. athletic. Don't yeah. look at like He's like an MMA god. He's like super athletic and and of course, oh, of course, Dale is just gone, out of there. Hank is poor Hank. He's on the other side of the fence, and and you see the guard lights and the dramatic music starting to swell. You gotta give me a hand, yeah. Dale. He's just looking Dale. for anybody. Yeah, Dale, you can see Dale running from bush to bush and then sprints out of there. Yeah, and then uh, um, finally, finally, Con does something decent, and he says, "Gribble gone, take my hand." And it's funny because. Um, you know, they, they the the scene is they join hands like two colors. Two you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They the, grab each other's yeah. wrists. The, the, uni- very, the unification, yeah, it's very uni- unifying. Uh, and then they pop up over the, on the other side of fence, and uh, he says, "Welcome to, to land, land of opportunity, opportunity Hank. Hank." Yeah, and then we see we hear the the sirens, and then we're back at the uh, the Hank Hill house. Yeah, uh, and they're in all the staying in the alley, and they're all slurping yep. down cold brewskis. Yep, and we hear yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And then, uh, of course, we've got a fifth now. Khan uh, is out there with a beer, and he says, hey, you know yep. what's funny? For once, he's actually out there enjoying a beer with He him. says, this time I own Texas soil first. Ha, he's the immigrant. I smuggle him in. Yeah, talking about Hank. In. Yeah. And Hank's like, very funny, Khan. He says, hey, I live next door to Alien. My property worth nothing now. <laughs> <laughs> Hank laughs. He says, ah, you get in... in uh, Ah, you get in the baby way. I had to memorize all presidents. You couldn't do it. That stretch Polk between Polk and Buchanan wipe you out. So you ever hear of Garfield? He more than a cartoon cat, you know. He's part of my country's history. Yeah, now, history is, is, here's what I want to know. Did President Garfield have something to do with where he came from? Because I have no knowledge on President Garfield other than the fact that he has he shares the name of a cartoon cat. Um, I... This would have been maybe World War One ish. Uh, James A. Garfield, nah, yeah. way before World War One. He's more okay. like, uh, he's more like. It's the 1800s? 1880s, okay. 1880s, 1860s. Okay. 1861 to 63. So he's the president right before Lincoln. Already deep dive. He's the, he's he's the president right before Lincoln. Now, yeah. I, I know this one. Uh, you said this one out already. Yeah, no, James A. Garfield, he was the president, uh, yes, right before Lincoln. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Did he have anything to do pretty with... Pretty darn sure. With uh, Laos? Oh, no, actually, it was a, a brother... Hold on. Rutherford B. No, Hayes. Chester A. Arthur. So it was him, then it was Chester A. Arthur, uh-huh. and then I think Chester... See, I'm telling you, all these presidents right here don't really matter. No, it wasn't Chester A. Arthur. <laughs> don't matter. That's not a president. Well, anyway, I would love to hear from Artie how uh, Garfield is tied into. Uh, I think he's saying that his country is the Laos. United States. I think that's what he's meaning. Maybe, by that. maybe he is. But, I think that's but what maybe it there is. was a Laos tie. I don't know. I think that's what he's saying. So he's we saying, get the birds oh, yeah, chirping is... and everything's great now, and we get our credits. Uh, during the credits, we see outside of K Pasta. Okay, uh, hold on. I found it now. Okay, so it uh, goes James A. Garfield. Then it goes Chester A. Arthur. That was him for sure. Then it uh-huh. goes Grover Cleveland. And these sure. are all short terms, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. two, you know, three, four-year terms. 
And then it was Benjamin Harrison. So these must be the guys after. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're after Lincoln. The Civil yeah, War. Absolutely. I don't know. Are they after Lincoln? Yeah, but we're we're back Lincoln. at our credits. He was the 16th president. Yeah, so during the credits, during the credits, we see the uh, the Italian boy with the uh, pasta in his lap uh, outside of K Pasta, uh, and we never see it blow up. So it was truly a dud. Never see it blow up. And according to the trivia here, we've got a trivia line about that. It says a firework that size. Would most likely blow the entire front of That's the building. That's what I'm thinking, off. right? Yeah, I mean, huge. that was that would have been a terrorist of, uh, act. But we do get at the uh, 20th Century Fox. We get Monsignor Martinez saying, "Vaya con Dios." Vaya con Dios. And that's it, man. That's that is the episode. end of that episode. Bag. That was Again, three uh, days of the condo. Yep, the condo, which condo. is actually uh, that was another trivia deal. It's another like three days of, of the condor, right? Uh, yeah, that's a movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Three, three days, days of the condor. condor. So well, want to thank everybody again for tuning in, checking us out. Uh, we appreciate everybody that's uh, new and. Uh, of course, we appreciate everybody that continues to listen to us, and we hope that everybody that's just finding us for the first time, y'all continue to enjoy what we're putting out. Uh, we hope you enjoy our Friday episodes. We're going to try to start mixing it up a little bit on them, and every now and again, you might get an episodic uh, episode like this one, or you might just you know get me and Mike ranting about some stuff. So uh, you that's could true. It could find be a rant. Us, you could find us at roguemedianetwork.com. Roguemedianetwork.com. And you can find us uh, on all social medias at B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H. And I yep. want to thank everybody for your engagement and everything. Especially I've been, the Twitter account this uh, week. Yeah, I've been spamming a lot on the Twitter account this week just to see spam. what... Well, not spamming. Shameless self-promotion. There you go. Uh, and I appreciate everybody that's interacted and stuff like that. We've had some some brands interact with us, which is a... You know, it's not like a huge thing, but Hooters. I think it's pretty neat. Yeah, Cup Hooters, of Noodles. Cup of Noodles, Astro Glide, Astro Glide. When I told people about Astro Glide, Milk they Duds. freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. Milk Duds, yeah. Yeah, which and all these cool. all these brands interacted with us, which was great. Yeah, which is cool. Well, so, I don't know what it means or, shout or out what to that measures to, but we appreciate all that. Shout out to whoever's running those social media accounts because uh, they did uh, tweet right back at us, which was pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, again, everybody, we appreciate the support, and uh, we got to get in with that Wendy's account. Yeah, Wendy's is super snarky. They have a Twitch. They stream video games on Twitch. Yeah, but they are super snarky on their Twitter. Also, yeah, they are. They're on Twitch too. They're funny on Twitch. Really? on the Twitch chat. Yeah, they're pretty funny there too. Who's streaming? Uh, are you Wendy? Are you come on? It's Wendy. No, come on. Come on. Who There's else? There's a Wendy. Really? That's, that's or Dave Thomas no, no. from the grave. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't okay. know honestly. I gotta go t- check out the Wendy's Twitch. Yeah, account. there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again for being here. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. We matanye. We matanye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, an infant formula company on a mission to get a lot closer to the most super, super food on the planet, breast milk. 
Our patented protein blend has more of the important and most abundant proteins actually found in breast milk. We're the first and only U.S.-made formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. We even conducted the largest clinical trial by a new infant formula company in a quarter century with clinically proven benefits like easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus a leading infant formula. And we make our own formula in the USA and our very own factories in Iowa, Oregon, and Pennsylvania. Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.